Hello, you are listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, Liam Caswell, where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast today. Today, I'm coming to you from Croatia. I'm actually in Zadar in Croatia and I've been on a little European trip. And for those of you that might have noticed online, I've been posting some beautiful landscapes just to make you all jealous. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, no, I'm working and traveling. And so far, my partner and I have been obviously in Australia. I went to Dubai. I landed in the UK. I spent some time with my family in Scotland. I went to London, went to a wedding in Birmingham. And then uh, my partner arrived from Australia and we went to Venice and to Slovenia, which by the way is a stunning country. I never would have thought. I had a lot of preconceived ideas about what I was walking into when I went to Slovenia and it blew me away. I'm ready to move there, but not quite yet. And currently I'm in Croatia. So today's episode it kind of comes off the back of a lot of posts that I've been seeing online. And I thought this would be super beneficial. I posted about it a few times and everybody seems to resonate and it seems to be something that is just rife within the industry. And I just want to shut it down. I want to make sure that you are not running this story and that you do not believe this to be true. Because I believe that this is one of the things that really is holding back most of the industry. And it's really sad because it comes across at so many different stages. I've heard from graduates who say, The facilitators say this. I've heard from graduates who say the nurses that they work with say things like this. And then I personally have heard it at every stage in my career. And I hear it from people that have been in the industry for 20 years and are like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where to go because I've only done one specialty for this whole time. Like, how could I even possibly be considered for another specialty? So you guessed it. You guessed it. The thought is, or the preconceived idea, or the myth that I want to bust is this idea that where you start is where you've got to stay and that you can't move, pivot, change, and just create whatever you want in your career. Now, like, I feel like a living proof of this. And I know so many amazing nurses who have started their career in a very different place to where they are now. Isn't that interesting? And here's the thing. It's 2022. Like, let's ditch this idea that we've got to be in one job for the rest of our career. Like, long gone is this idea that you need to stay loyal to build your career and to thrive as a clinician. That is not a thing anymore. In fact, there's so much evidence out there to suggest that in your career, you should expect currently to have 15 to 20 different pivots, changes, repositioning, new jobs, elevations, special, like whatever. You get to decide. It all comes down to what you want to do. And where this, I think, is most prominent for most people is when you're a graduate. And of course, you're a sponge. You soak it all in and you take it all in. But what you learn at the start of your career is going to run with you for the rest of your career if you believe it to be true and if you operate from that belief. So I want to make sure that if you're a graduate and you're listening, that first and foremost, you get really curious and see if you're running this story. That I'm so stressed and worried about where I'm going to land up in my graduate program because that's going to determine the path of my career. And I'm calling BS. It is absolute 
bullshit. <laughs> Excuse my French. It's rubbish, okay? I just don't want you to believe that to be true because I have proven it now 200 times with my clients and my coaching programs, but also just with my peers, my friends, my nursing colleagues. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? It's kind of like we say, like we would never say to a doctor, oh, you come into Gen Med and you stay here forever. That's not what happens. They pivot, they change, they go into endocrine, they like this. They fancy doing stroke, they become a stroke consult. Like they move, they pivot, they reshape their career. Why do we believe as nurses? Why do we choose to believe as nurses that we cannot change, pivot and move, okay? So this was triggered, obviously there's lots of posts all the time online and it's amazing that we have these communities online and I love it. And I love, you'll always see me in the comments offering people advice. And if you've ever got any questions, you can always throw them on the High Performance Nursing page and we will respond to them and help you out, okay? We're here to support you across your career. But there was one in particular that came up that was something along the lines of, applications are open for graduate programs. I don't know where to go. I'm a little bit stuck. And I'm just like, what will be beneficial for me now to get me to my goal in 10 years time? Like it was kind of loosely based around that. And you might be having the same thoughts. Like maybe I would be more beneficial to take a role in critical care right now so that I can then get to be RFDS. Or maybe I really need to take mental health because I want to work in X specialty within mental health moving forward. And here's the thing, it actually doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. If this is causing you mental mindset drama and you are so caught up in that story and you're stuck and you're worried and you're stressing about it all and you're like, oh my God, I'm gonna make the wrong decision. There are so many opportunities there to coach yourself, okay? Because here's the thing, it literally does not matter. All paths lead to Rome. If you are somebody, and I'm assuming you are because you're listening to this podcast, that is a high performer that knows what they want or they have an idea, an inkling, even just a little snippet of like a potential path, I want you to follow it. Don't want you to sit there in indecision. I don't want you to sit there being stuck and telling everybody about how stuck you are. I want you to just make a decision based on what you have and move forward and test it, sample it, try it. You always hear me talk about sampling. It's one of the most beneficial things that you can gift yourself is just the being able to operate from the place of, I can just try this and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, all right? Versus if I try this and I fail or it's not for me, like, oh my God, my career's over. And like, how many people do you see this happen with? Well, I tried mental health once and I had a bad experience, so uh, it's not for me. Like, that's not true. You had one bad experience. Like, what if... Like you go to ICU and you have a bad experience. Are you going to think the same thing? You get to decide what you make these experiences mean. Don't stop, let them stop you in your track as you move and progress towards your potential future career, right? So all paths lead, lead, oh my goodness, all paths lead to Rome. And I want you to just tap into like, what is the best option for you as a human? Like forget your career. What is the best option for you as a human? Do you have kids? Do you not have kids? Do you want to commute? Like, does the organization align with your values? Have you worked there? Do you like the culture? These things are much more important than will it get me to my goal in the future? Because it's not those things that will get you to your goal. It's the mindset that you have around your career that will get you to your goal, all right? So it's not the experience or the job that you land 
or the title that you hold, it is literally your mindset that will get you there, okay? Like I knew from the get-go when I started my career, I remember sitting, I used to drive to Edinburgh. So I live in a small town in Scotland and I used to drive, you won't believe this, I used to drive two hours every day for three years, Monday to Friday, to go to university. Two hours there, two hours back, plus a whole uni day. And I worked as a casual on the bank and I was a cleaner in the hospital. So I was busy, lots of things happening, loved it. And I used to sit there and we'd all kind of like dream and and think about it. We had so much time, there's a couple of us. And we would be like, oh my God, like when I'm the CEO or when I'm the numb and blah, blah, blah. And from that moment, I just, I knew, I had an inkling. I didn't know what it would look like, but I was like, I am going to be at the top of the food chain. I want to be up there, not for prestige, not for ego. At the time, I think there was part of an ego thing, but for me, it was more... I want to impact change. I want to show people that it doesn't have to be like this anymore. That we are operating from old beliefs that are not serving us anymore across the industry. Let's refresh that and let's give us an opportunity to change this for the better. Because this career is awesome. But it didn't feel like that at the time for me. I had no clue how I was going to get there. I had no career path. I genuinely had no idea. I just knew that I was going to make it happen, right? And what's ironic, well, it's not ironic, it's the law of the universe, is I put it out there, I talked about it. I didn't know if it was the right thing for me. And funnily enough, it ended up not being the right thing for me. But I took all of the action on the path. And for those of you that know me and know my path, it was not linear. And neither will yours be. Okay? It may not be linear, and that's totally fine. Accept that. Embrace it. Allow it. Invite it in. Invite in all of the opportunities because when we operate from a place of like, I need to know the how and I need to know the exact location, you set yourself up to fail because when you don't get to that exact location, you beat yourself up. Okay, I see you. (laughs) I can see it happening right now. So don't let yourself do that. Don't allow your brain to trick you into believing that you fail because you haven't made it or you fail because you made this decision, you should have made this a different decision. Okay, you're doing it based on the information that you have at the time. And that's why I want to tap into the humanness about it. Okay, like why is it that you want to take this job? Is it because it really aligns with your family and you get to work from home? Or is it because you are, you don't have to commute an hour each way? That's much more important than will this job get me to working for the RFDS? Okay, I hope you can see that. I think it's so, so important to acknowledge that. My career was exactly that. I started as a hospital cleaner. I worked as an AIN on the casual pool. And then I got my nursing degree. I didn't think I was leaving Scotland, but I had to leave Scotland to get a job in England because there was no jobs in Scotland. So that was a complete change. I got my first job in a medical assessment and planning unit. And then I looked after a patient whose relative just happened to be the ICU numb matron, as we call them in the UK. And I didn't know that. And she, at the end of my shift, she said, hey, Liam, have you thought about doing ICU? Because like the care that you've delivered today was awesome. And he was really unwell, actually. So it was like a job interview, a live job interview. And I didn't even know that I was being watched. I was like, oh my God, did I wash my hands? I do all the things. But she said, you should apply. Like send me your application. I had never thought about ICU, right? So I moved into ICU. And I loved it and I tested it, I tried it. And then I tried a bit of medical recruitment because I kind of got a little bit fed up of the ICU and I thought, oh, what, what else I want to do? 
Then I moved to Australia. And then I did agency for two years and I worked across all these different specialties. I had all of the fear. I'm not unique. I'm not some special person. All of the stuff came up, the imposter syndrome, the fear, the worry, the stress, am I good enough? But I just kept taking action. I just kept reminding myself that I'm a nurse. I have amazing skills. I have transferable skills across the board. It doesn't matter whether I'm in mental health or I'm sitting in PACU or I'm sitting in community nursing. I'm seeing somebody in their home. I have all the skills that I need to be able to deliver this job on a basic foundational level to the best of my ability, right? And from there, I moved to Canberra. I did advanced life support teaching. Again, totally left field. I then went into medical education. I worked in staff development. I became a nurse unit manager in general medicine. It's so different. Then I went to the walking centers in Canberra and I worked as an advanced practice nurse. And I worked in that was primary healthcare, which I'd never done before, but I was eight, nine years into my career. And that didn't stop me, okay? Like they didn't say, oh, well, you need nine years experience in primary health. No, I went to Fiji, I volunteered internationally, I did that. I just take the opportunities. And then I got to be a nurse unit manager, the walking centre, the primary health stuff didn't really land with me. I thought I liked public health, I do like it, but it didn't really give me the opportunity to impact the system. So then I saw an opportunity as a nurse unit manager in a geriatric rehab ward. Not my specialty, I applied, I showed them my skill set, I showed them I was keen to learn, grow and develop, and I got the job. And I nailed that job, I loved it, I did the best that I could, and then I took a demotion, because although I loved being the manager, I also love educating and having an impact across the whole hospital, that's my thing. So then I moved, I took a demotion, I took a pay cut, I had a 10k pay cut, my manager was like, are you crazy? Took a pay cut dropped back and did education for months. And everybody was like, my team in particular, were like, Liam, don't leave. And I felt really bad at the time, but I needed to do it for me because I just knew that I had more to give this a new hospital. The education system was great, but I knew that I could elevate it. I knew I could add something to it. And I'm all about systems, processes, influencing people, helping them with their mindset, helping them see there's more to life than just clinical skills. And I knew I could do that on a large scale and impact like 150, 200 clinicians versus just my team. So that aligned with me at the time and I took the opportunity. And I did that for four months and then my partner went to India and lots of things happened and I moved back to Sydney and I went, you know what? I've been working on my side hustle. I've been doing this business. I've been doing the coaching. I've been getting people amazing results. I'm going to go all in on this and I don't know what this looks like, but I'm going to just do it. Okay, because at that point I was like, what else do I do? Sorry, I missed a point. But for those of you that know, I took a job in digital health in Sydney. I moved back here and I thought, what other options are out there for me? Because I felt stuck again. I was like, where am I going to go? I don't really want to do Adon. I don't really want to do Don right now. I need to do some personal development work. And I also just think that my reach should be bigger. I don't think that that's what I want. And then I I went through an interview process and I landed like at the time what I thought was like my dream job, which was working in digital health on a national program. And it was primary healthcare focused again. And I mean, all of the things were amazing. The office was like Facebook. (laughs) It's like the Facebook office was like Silicon Valley. I'd never worked in an environment like that. It was Monday to Friday. There was no expectation of overtime. My salary doubled. I was on 180K. 180k as a nurse, it happens, it's out there, it's possible. 
if that's what drives you, go for it. And at the time, I was very kind of money-driven because there was lots of things happening in my life. And I just thought to myself, and I got into the job, and I didn't like it. It just wasn't me. Sitting behind a desk, uh, not talking to people for eight hours a day. I'm a very people person, as you might imagine. I love to talk. <laughs> and it just was, it didn't align. So then I just pivoted again, and I got myself unstuck. And I move forward. Now, it sounds like I just did all of this on my own. Like, my partner is amazing. I invest heavily in coaching because it has changed my life. It's changed my mindset. The reason I'm here today in your ears is because of coaching. Because I did not think I was good enough to do any of this. And you might be telling yourself the same story. And I want you to know that you are 100% good enough, 100% worthy, 100% capable of creating whatever the hell you want in your career. Okay, when you have the right support, the coaching to help you transform your life, anything is possible for you. Okay, I'm not serving you any BS. It is totally true. And I want you to just pay acute attention to what happens in your mind when I say anything is possible for you. And just watch all of the stuff flood in. Like, well, no, I can't because I've got all of it is rubbish. All of it. Okay, not taking any of it as factual. Or true, until you come coach with me and we'll work through it and we'll see what what really is true and factual. But the story here is for you as a clinician, whether you're a graduate, whether you are 10 years into your career, five years, three years, three minutes, three weeks, 30 years, anything is possible. And you get to decide whether you want, I say this all the time, you get to choose your discomfort. So two options for you. Do you want to stay? in your discomfort, where you are stuck, misaligned, not happy in your clinical life, not happy where you are, and believing that you've got to stay there because I need to get to RFDS or I need to get to ICU, so I've got to stay here, even though all of the things, there's heaps of red flags and I don't love it, and it's eating me, like, it's eating away at my insides and my mind and my life. I don't like it. Or do you choose the other side of discomfort, which is, I'm going to take action. I don't know what the outcome's going to be. I will open myself up to the opportunities. I will be vulnerable. I will explore my thoughts. I will see what is truly possible. I'll get all the support that I need, preferably from Liam, because <laughs> we love doing this work and we get great results. And I'm going to just step into that discomfort because the discomfort of pushing myself and moving forward is 10 times more beneficial to me than staying stuck, moaning, whinging, and feeling like I have to stay there because of some narrative that's outdated. Yeah, that people that have never moved in their life, a job, they've never changed jobs in their life, will tell you it's hard, you won't be able to do it. If you go to mental health, you'll never be able to come back to ICU. Rubbish, okay? (laughs) It's total crap. Don't listen to it. Okay, those people are not your people. If you're somebody that wants more from your career, those people are not your people. Surround yourself with people that are going to elevate you, inspire you, motivate you, drive you forwards, and help you see that all of that stuff is just old belief, okay? Your brain will collect all of the evidence to suggest that it's true, because of course, you know, John or Jane or whoever's telling you in the workplace, like, oh, don't do that, you're going to reduce your opportunities moving forwards. Yeah, they're just projecting all of their fears onto you, and you're accepting that as truth. It's not true, okay? So, if you're feeling stuck in your career, welcome to High Performance Nursing. We help you with all of these things, okay? I know because I've been through it multiple times. I've just told you how many times I pivoted. I think I've had like 15 jobs, I reckon, plus. 
And that's totally fine. And it's got me to where I am today. So like, what is possible for you? What if you were to go all in on your path, your unique path? You are a unique individual with a unique offering. What if you were to go all in, explore all the thoughts you're having about your career? Look at all the obstacles that are holding you back. Look at all the self-limiting beliefs that you believe to be true. Look at your applications to check that they're really selling your skill set. Equip yourself with the skills to sell your skill set in interview and using our processes and strategies to help you land a job that suits you and fits you better. Okay. Regardless, removing all of that BS around, I've got to stay here because this is my goal. Because you can still achieve your goal. As you saw with me, my goal was to be a leader. I achieved it. I got there. I didn't love it. That's fine. Like I could have stayed there and got jaded and pissed and burnt out and been a horrible manager or I could just raise my awareness about myself and be like, you know what, Liam, this isn't serving you and it's okay. Like, let's just reevaluate and reposition and just take a slight little left turn, slight little right turn and try something else until you find the thing that you love. Stop making it mean that you're a failure in your career because you've been in it two minutes or 10 years or 20 years and you still haven't found the thing that you love. You just maybe haven't tried enough. And if you have tried lots of things, keep trying more things. <laughs> That's what it's about. That's the beauty of life and the privilege of being human is we get to keep trying, sampling and exploring. And that's what I want for you. My mission is your mission. I wanna make sure that clinicians globally know how to self-coach because it will change your life and your career. Like forget the career, it will change your life and then it will change your career. And I want all clinicians to know that they can do whatever the hell they want. I want you to be the example of what's possible for the people around you, okay? So if that resonates with you, if anything today that I've spoken to you about resonates, drop me a message. I would love to know what you take away from it. Share us on social media. Love the shares. It helps us reach more people. And finally, if you want to dive into coaching and you are ready to get unstuck in your career, get in touch. We'd love to chat to you and help you achieve all the amazing things that are just sitting on the other side of discomfort. But don't worry, we help you through all of that. All right, chat to you soon. Cheers. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast episode, please take a wee minute to leave a review. It would mean the absolute world to me. If you are ready to start taking action in your career and you need some support, why wait? come and join my private Facebook community. The link is in the show notes below. Within the community, we take what we discuss in this podcast and we put it into action. Currently, I am looking for nurses who are ready to stop playing small and invest in themselves to create the life and the career they want to live. If that sounds like you, then please get in touch. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay forever curious, my nursing friends.